It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Long Time No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. Of course, you know what to do. If you like what you see, what you hear, please do hit that subscribe button. I, uh, I put out three new interviews every single week, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artist. A new interview every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Spotify and Apple Podcast at nprwfpk.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. In fact, uh, some of my uh, recent guests have included uh, Japanese House, Boy Named Banjo, Brandon Flowers of The Killers, uh, Courtney McBroom from Lessons in Chemistry on Apple TV+, Chris Shiflett of The Foo Fighters, Liz Fair, Sarah Silverman, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, Felicia Day, Susan Tedeschi, How I Met Your Mother's Josh Radner, Kristen Hirsch from Throwing Muses. Just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith, today talking with director David Yates and producer Lawrence Gray about the film Pain Hustlers that's out now on Netflix. Now, this tells the story of uh, Liza Drake, played by Emily Blunt, a, a blue-collar single mom who's lost her job and is at the end of a rope when a chance meeting with a pharmaceutical sales rep played by Chris Evans puts her on an upward trajectory economically, but dubious path ethically as she becomes uh, entangled in a dangerous racketeering scheme and, uh, and dealing with her increasingly unhinged boss, uh, brilliantly played by Andy Garcia, uh, as well as the worsening medical condition of her daughter, Chloe Coleman, and a growing awareness of the uh, devastation the company is causing forces Liza to examine her choices and ultimately gives a revealing look at what some people do out of desperation and others do out of greed. Now, David and Lawrence are going to talk about why they wanted to take on a story about the fentanyl epidemic, uh, how this movie shows us a look behind the curtain of Big Pharma, as told through the sales rep. Lawrence, who also produced the uh, Steven Soderbergh-directed The Laundromat, is going to tell us how uh, uh, most of the outlandish parts of the story, some of my favorite parts, uh, I'll say uh, uh, popcorn towers and stuff, puppy dog toys, 
actually did come from real life. Well, David uh, is going to talk about uh, directing Emily Blunt as a complicated hero slash villain and how her character is uh, already resonating with viewers. And David, by the way, you know, as if it needs to be mentioned, famously directed uh, the final four Harry Potter films, as well as the Fantastic Beast trilogy. So we're going to discuss what it was like to leave the world of wizardry uh, to get back to a more point-and-shoot style of, uh, of filmmaking. All that and more as we discuss Pain Hustlers, out now on Netflix. It's Kyle Meredith with David Yates and Lawrence Gray. Nice to meet you, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Congratulations on Pain Hustlers here. Uh, it's an obviously important story that you guys have told, and it's also very fun at the same time. I know that's a fine line to walk, um, but I know it's especially important uh, considering the, the fentanyl ec- epidemic that has been going on. You know, I was thinking like Prince. I mean, some of my heroes, it's already taken Prince and Petty come to mind amongst the thousands or millions. I know this is the obvious setup, but why did you all want to take on this specific story? It felt like it felt very much part of the national conversation in America. It sort of looking at it from Europe, from the outside, it was just an extraordinary thing to witness. So many people losing their lives. And given that we haven't quite got to the same point yet in our own crisis, I was compelled to find out why it was happening. And then we came across Evan Hughes's article in the New York Times Magazine and discovered that Lawrence and Wells were chasing the same article. We sort of came together, joined forces, and and we knew from the very outset we didn't want to tell a story that was like eat your vegetables drama. We wanted to sort of bring as big an audience as possible to the issue and to the the ideas within the film. So we right from the get-go developed a, a story and a screenplay that felt accessible entertaining, but at the same time brought home the issues within the crisis. Yeah, Lawrence, uh, you know, I was also thinking like this has sort of became become its own genre at this point, even you coming off of uh, the laundromat not too long ago. What does it mean when you're telling a story like this? I mean, uh, do you see it sort of in that world at this point, like as a world? Um, I, I see each film project, you know, independently and what's compelling about each story. And, you know, this one, in a strange way, uh, I had been looking to do something in the opioid space, but this felt almost um, like something completely different, like a peek behind the curtain of the world of pharma. It's true that the product um, Liza is selling in the film is, a, is an opioid product, but it seemed like so much more. It's, the, the, as we looked at, read the story, this world of pharma is just incredible. You really haven't seen it explored um, uh, vividly behind the scenes and uh, the story of the excess of these pharma um, salespeople really seemed like an incredible lens to be able to tell a larger story about our medical industry. Uh, you don't often get to see uh, uh, this level of debauchery, this level of excess. We saw, in addition to the article, David and I came across a video early on of pharma executives dressed as fentanyl products, essentially wrapping their crimes. So when you have an opportunity uh, to find a subculture like that, uh, it just felt like an amazing, amazing story and amazing opportunity. Those moments do seem rich for the movie too. And and even beyond, you know, like the stuff we see Andy Garcia and Catherine O'Hara doing, uh, popcorn towers and stuffed puppy dogs. Like, uh, and I think that's the, where, where the whole comedy, like, is. The, I know some of this has taken, you know, from, from is... Is that the real life stuff as well? Was that in the story? Is that you guys get, being able to have some fun? 
Yeah, well, we it's a very interesting balance to film. A lot of the specifics and those details as it relates to the criminal conspiracy, but even as it relates to things like uh, CEO of a company being busted by emails because he might have an affair or the the bribery and the speakers programs and the little details like popcorn towers, that stuff is actually all incredibly well observed and real. Where we took license was we wanted to be able to tell a larger story about the industry and we and Liza, the uh, character played by Emily Blunt, is a composite of many uh, different pharma executives in order to be able to, to cover a lot of uh, a lot of ground. So it was uh, it was really a balance between uh, truth and fiction, but really I think the strength of the film, one of the great strengths of the film. Uh, that David brought to it with with Wells's help was just how well observed, how real, how vivid, how honest uh, the world of farmers portrayed. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies. Yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back. We're talking pain hustlers with David Yates and Lawrence Gray. Yeah, David, uh, you know, directing uh, Emily Blunt's who, you know, again, the tricks that you get to pull off because she's not a hero, but she is, you know, she's an underdog, but still knows that she's doing something wrong the whole time. Like what, what did you want this character to be? I mean, because we like her, we're, we're cheering for her at the end, even as she's going to jail. That's good to hear. You know, we wanted her to be an every woman, someone that we could all relate to. We wanted her to be flawed and vulnerable and ambitious and greedy. We wanted her to be someone who wasn't perfect, someone who was undervalued, underappreciated, unrecognized, despite her skill set of empathy and emotional intelligence. So this is, uh, and actually, you know, Emily was traveling back from LA to New York, she's getting on an aircraft. The day before our film had screened in a recruit screening, a test screening for people, we're just sort of playing the film for an audience just to see how they responded to it, to learn about what was working, what wasn't working. And as Emily was lifting her bag into the luggage rack, this guy who was on the plane said, let me do that for you. And he said, you're Liza Drake, aren't you? And she went, whoa, 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 how do you know I'm Liza Drake? And he said, I saw your movie last night, I was at a test screening. And he talked about Liza Drake like she was a real person. And he said at the end of their conversation, and Emily said it was so freaky and amazing. And she said, you know what, I really like Liza, but I wouldn't have done what she did. I wouldn't have turned myself in. And the audience were responding to Liza like she was one of them. You know, and that's what we liked about this character, that she isn't a, a, a sort of clean-cut heroine heroine she's someone who has flaws and and vulnerabilities and lets her ambition and her greed get the better of her and that's what we loved about the character and that's what a regular audience acknowledge they sort of feel there's a truth in there in that complexity and in that nuance uh, and Emily immediately let Lawrence and I know about that conversation and it blew our minds that someone had already sort of so been taken by Liza Drake as this every woman. And, and, and I, I, I will ride that train as well. I mean, to feel like that she is the real person, to, to not see that ending coming in the same way and just feel a little heartbroken in the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and David, for you, you know, a decade in the wizard world, was this any kind of recalibration for you to kind of do this type of thing? Did, did you have to reset your mind? Do you know the, the, the films I made previously and the Wizard in JK's world, they're very stage-based predominantly. They're on big sound stages here in England, north of London. So we would build the most incredible sets. And in this movie, it would be Lawrence and I and our crew, our tight-knit little crew, flying around Miami or Atlanta, whizzing between location to location to location, piling out um, with a few trucks in tow and setting up for a few hours and filming and then getting in the van again and getting in the trucks and going off to the next location. So it was it was very much before I started making big movies for Warner Brothers in that wizarding world, I was making dramas for British television 
And those dramas were made in very much the way we made this. You were you moved quickly. There was a lot of spontaneity, and uh, and you you wherever you 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 know you pointed your camera was the real world, and that was your film set. And that was liberating and exciting for me to be diving into that again, compared to waiting three months for a big set to be built. <laughs> um, so that yeah, it was it was an exhilarating change of pace for me. Uh, it is a great movie, and I'm I'm so happy you guys made this story that I got to learn about it through this and through these characters. Uh, congratulations on this, and thanks to you both for taking the time to talk about it. Thank you. Appreciate your time. And my thanks to David and Lawrence. Pain Hustlers is out now on Netflix. Thanks to you, of course, for checking out the episode. Again, before you get out of here, I do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones. Again, you can do so at uh, any of the usual podcast places. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcast, at NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. After that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's four hours of classics from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. You get the best in new music. There's uh, bonus interviews, music news as well. Uh, one of my recent episodes, one of my recent shows, had the music of uh, Joni Mitchell, Laura Meesh, uh, Girl School, T-Rex, Prince, Alt-J, Rilo Kiley, Matthew Sweet, Citizen King, Jewel, The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, The Kills, Everclear, Johnny Marr, The Velvet Underground, Mitski, Etta James, R.L. Burnside, Sharon Jones, Blur, Courtney Barnett, Jimi Hendrix, The Chemical Brothers, Beck, U2, The Flaming Lips, Bob Mould, The Pixies, and my interview with uh, Annie Weissman, who is the uh, creator and showrunner of Physical on Apple TV+. Just an example of what you get every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. And, of course, you can always find me on the social media sites. Uh, the address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey, welcome to Kyle Meredith with Consequence, where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I get to talk to uh, Ann Erickson, host of our new Consequence Podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, well, what can you tell us about it? Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. The goal was to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists 
from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Anne. Thanks, Kyle. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.